everybody. I'm Al Admire. And I'm Pat Finn. And welcome to Improbability, the podcast that shows you how improv skills can enhance your career, your life, and your relationships. Uh, today, we've got a very important show because what we're talking about today, it's a kind of a two-parter, but they're really the same thing, adaptability and resilience, both of which are very, very important. Agreed. Not that all shows aren't important. <laughs> this one, on the important meter, if you're scoring at home, this is an eight on the important, the important level. So Except we're just, the East German judge gave us a six. So <laughs> that's very true. Yeah, it's a it's a double black diamond <laughs> show today. So prepare, stretch out. So basically, adaptability means um, that you feel confident in your ability to face any challenge, to accept and elevate ideas, to create a sense of momentum in any situation, and to have the courage to face the fears that may be holding you back. All the things that we've talked about up to this point in previous shows, all the improv skills that we said you need to really hone and, and, and embrace. Um, adaptability is about using those skills to become resilient in your life. Yeah. The other thing about adaptability is a lot of it is um, letting go, letting go of your idea because then that frees you up to be able to be adapted right. to somebody else's idea or thought, which, which is kind of the, you know, the biggest thing in improv, and, and I always say this as, as we become adults, we slowly start to develop these almost blinders mm -hmm. to people's ideas because it's not my idea. And I think I know right. it's right. And once you take those down a little bit, uh, then you agree to somebody else's idea. Then that's where all the the magic happens, right? Um, really, and that's that's we. It's basically, can you become adaptable? And if you're not going to adapt, then that's it. You're just going to be stagnant and stay right in one spot. And and those blinders extend to also your own uh, capabilities. You don't you doubt yourself. You doubt your abilities. You doubt you question whether you can actually pull this off or not. Yeah. And I think that um, I think that adaptability means, as you say, being able to overcome those doubts. And there's a great Chinese proverb. Um, that says the wise adapt themselves to circumstances as water molds itself to the pitcher. So you stop trying to shape the circumstances that you're faced with to meet your expectations and you accept those things and then learn how to move on from there to, to gain success. Yeah. It's kind of like you're almost letting go a little bit, if you will. Yes. And, and it's funny, you kind of, this is a odd example, but sometimes I kind of look it up. Uh, a quarterback who's the leader in, in theory of yeah. the football offensive um, side and obviously the leader of it, but he needs every single component in that to make it work. He can't just right. do it. can't be one against 11. But if he has a play in mind, but all of a sudden, you know, the guard falls and somebody comes through the line, well, then he instantly has to adapt, right. uh, which is really cool. So you see him scramble. Um, so it's to make it work. He's got a, he's got a, keep moving and make yeah. something happen uh, and adapt. So, or the play is going to be dead or, you know, if he just stands there, he gets tackled and it's over. So uh, that's a visual gridiron uh, example. <laughs> Isn't the uh, let it go from frozen the movie? I believe it is. Yeah. I, yeah. I've never seen it. And really? I, I've, I, yeah, I've heard uh, parents I, talk I, about how they would rather put needles in their eyes than listen to that song one more time, but I've yeah. never heard it. I've heard it. Uh, our kids were just a little bit on the older front, 
Um, yeah. Which is a bummer because like I, I've heard Encanto was amazing. Um, there's one other one that was supposed to be amazing, but I again the kids were, you know, Lilo and Stitch and all that we saw. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. On a on a loop. So uh, I think Let It Go was also. Yeah. I believe it was one of Rambo's lines, wasn't it? Was it? He was like, "Let it go." <laughs> I thought. Right? Well, it was like it was like I was in the room with him. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. I'm sure that on the internet somewhere there's a smash cut of of him doing that to Frozen. So, <laughs> well, my uh, my uh, children's favorite show you may have heard of was The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, mm. which I believe you were on. I was, yeah, um, yeah, and that, I, I will say. One of the kind of neat things about Hollywood in that capacity is the chance to do something like that. So our kids, that was their favorite show. So to be able to do, you know, I took them to the set of um, uh, Hannah Montana and they met Miley. And I did, it's funny, Dave Koechner, a good friend of mine, his, he did an episode um, of Hannah Montana and he brought my kids. And then when I did Sweet Life, uh, I had my kids again and then his kids as well. Because it's kind of like the and literally it's like back to the football analogy. It's like my dad's quarterback for the Bears for a right. week. I mean, it's really wild. So I did Sweet Life and I did Kicking It and um, I did Wizards of Waverly Place. Yeah, uh, which was kind of cool. So it was just neat. It's just neat to bring your kids to the set and the cast knows it as well. They know that you know you're not doing that for the money. Yeah, uh, but you've got kids and then they meet them and they take pictures and it's 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 really cool to see these kids that i mean you you and i were you know kids and all of a sudden getting to you know go meet the carol burnett show cast or the odd couple or happy days so well my my boys never ever cared about what i did for a living you know it's like hey guys look this is an (laughs) emmy you're like okay yeah great right but i remember distinctly telling them yeah my friend pat who was on um sweet life of zach and cody and they're like you know him (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's always funny when um we were in some uh bar or restaurant in arizona and we were walking out and these two guys were quoting they were saying these lines and i'm kind of like i kind of remembered them but i'm not too sure what they're talking about and they they said it three or four times they were actually the bouncers and uh, so I was trying to be nice to them. And then I remembered it was from a movie I did with Method and Red called How High. And I just did a couple days on the movie years ago. But it's I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't think I even remembered my lines that well. And you still remember the lines. So And half of it was improv, which was kind of wild. But, yeah, Sweet Life was a fun one to do for sure. Well, I think it was funny. Uh, Pat came into Atlanta where I live um, a while ago. We were doing a business seminar. And the night before, we went out to dinner, and my son, Devin, uh, came with us. And it was amazing to watch Devin watch Pat. <laughs> it was like <laughs> it was like he was hanging on your every word because you're like, I mean, you got the great story about Robbie Benson and the poster, uh, your, your wife, you know. Yeah. But it's like watching a childhood idol and you're having dinner with him um, is just an amazing experience. Yeah, no, it, it is. And even – you know, uh, lucky enough to my wife and I would watch, you know, friends, uh, every single week, uh, every Thursday. And then to be able to get to work a couple weeks on that show. Yeah. Um, I remember just sitting there on a break and I'm in central perk, just reading my script and it, 
it felt like I was waiting for a security guard to be like, uh, what do you think you're doing? You know, because so, it's very surreal. It's just odd. I'm like, I see this on my television box every Thursday. And all of a sudden now I'm, it was kind of like the, the Willy Wonka. I was you know, transfixed or formed into the, the actual booth that they sit in. So it was, uh, right. it was uh, very surreal. But cool. Well, it may it may sound like we've gone off on a tangent, but what all those shows have in common is adaptability and resilience. Uh, uh, television production, particularly, uh, as much as you plan and as much as you think things are going to go one way, they always end up something happening and going another way. I'll give you an example about adaptability. Um, I was making a documentary film <clears throat> in Canada on uh about snow geese you may or may not know this but the population of snow geese by the way it's the only nature documentary i ever made or will make <laughs> um because you got to be out there for a long time with nothing happening <laughs> it's like uh, there's nothing happening so anyway the 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 premise is that there are so many snow geese that arctic canada is basically being eaten away if you go far enough up north beyond james bay there are huge millions and millions of acres where the grass is gone. The salt has leached in from the sea. It looks like, you know, dust and dirt. It looks like a desert, actually, and nothing will ever grow again. So that's what this film was for. It was for PBS. And uh, we're up there, and uh, we're going to go out. We're flying from a base camp at this place called Agamsky Island, which is in James Bay. And we take a helicopter out to the furthest part of the island to watch snow geese are getting on their nests. So our plan is we're going to go out there, we're going to set up these tents, you know, they're, they're like photography tents, and we're going to sit there until the geese feel comfortable enough with us, and we're going to film them on their nests. So we fly out there. It's about an hour flight. We fly out there. We get out. We get all our equipment. We unload it. And just as we're getting out, the helicopter pilot reaches behind his seat, and he pulls up a shotgun, and he hands it to me. I said, oh, what's this for? <laughs> and he says, well, this is for just in case you run into any polar bears. And I said, pardon me? He said, yeah, the, the, it was springtime. He said, the bears are coming off the ice. They're very hungry, and they have uh, cubs to feed. So if you see one, don't get be between the polar bear and the cub. And with that, that was my whole entire polar bear training, and he flew off coming back in eight hours. So at that point, we had to be adaptable because not only do we have snow geese that we had to be yeah. <laughs> careful of and make sure that we don't scare away, we had to keep an eye on if polar bears were coming off the ice towards wow. us. Now, they told us that polar bears avoid people. They, don't like the, they actually don't like the scent, scent of humans, so they avoid physically avoid people within that eight hour period we saw 54 polar bears holy cow they were you couldn't swing a dead cat and not <laughs> see polar bears and at about the time we saw the polar bears we started looking seriously at the shotgun now, i'm not a hunter i don't know that much well what i did realize is it had one shell in it so <laughs> wow so that whole day was about adaptability and resilience uh, yeah. about, you know, getting to five o'clock when that helicopter was going to pick us up and not being eaten by a polar bear. Wow. That's so great. That's the one rule in Hollywood is, is don't work with children or snow geese. So um, <laughs> heed that warning 
from now on. But that's so the Bears never came that close to you. Uh, they came, you know, in my mind, they came pretty close. I'd yeah. say, you know, 200 yards, 100 yards maybe, but they were like looking at us. Yeah. Like, and you don't know if they're looking like there's something I avoid or say hello to dinner, you know? Right. So, so. And, and you're on their turf. It's not yeah. like, you know, you're yeah. in downtown Atlanta. Um, and so wow. when we decided there was me and Kenny, my DP, who you know, and a, a sound guy, young, fit sound guy named Tommy Williams, who was much younger and fitter than Kenny or I. So what we decided the smart thing to do is if we did get attacked by polar bears to shoot Tommy just enough so he can't run as fast as we can. Oh, uh, no, sure. So. <laughs> He's like... <laughs> he would be, be the chum, yes, if you will. Exactly. <laughs> wow, that's not a bad strategy. Not the, not the kindest things, I suppose. Yeah, but it's survival. No, I mean, you know, just just enough to just nip him, just yeah. enough that he couldn't he couldn't keep up. That's so cool. wow! What a <laughs> so, wild. So that's why adaptability is important in your career. Absolutely. No, I, I, I um, <laughs> gosh, it's funny. I, I had an audition for the. Uh, you remember the book Alive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had to uh, I, the plane, the plane crash in the Andes. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. all I really remember—I never read it. My brother did, but all I really remembered it uh, about it was that um, uh, I—they it was a rugby team. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. So of, of the what twenty survivors, there were seven on the rugby team. Right. And so I'm I'm in the interview, and I kept on saying. You know, well, you know, I played rugby for four years in college and a year for Chicago. <laughs> and I kept on saying it. And then the casting director goes, you know, there's no rugby games during the movie. Like this. <laughs> but I, and I instantly realized, of course, it's about them crashing a plane. It's not like, all right, let's go on the pitch, fellas. And um, but I immediately um, obviously I had to turn and regroup my you know, my thought process was to just talk about how much I know how to play rugby and then have to train somebody right. to teach me and all that. Right. And I had to adapt to counter it to, well, I've, I, I literally went into, you know, I do improv and I'm like, again, not a super funny movie. <laughs> I don't know if you've read the book, but I do. I, I taught a class at, at uh, Colorado Boulder last week. And that was one of the things I talked to the kids about is adaptability can be in any moment or any situation. And one of them, right. you know, you're going to be going out into the uh, the real world and you're going to have interviews. And, um, you know, I said, you've got to be able to adapt to all the questions that, that perhaps they might have, or, or you might not be ready for, but you have to be ready for them. And you can't just kind of, right. you know, be, um, a deer in the headlights at all. I remember I had, I had one, um, interview and, and the guy was talking and it was just, you know, going fine. And I saw a softball on his desk, uh, behind him on the bookshelf. And I was like, uh, he said something about what do you like to do? How was your weekend or whatever? I said, oh, it was good. You know, blah, blah, blah. I did this. And uh, I'm on a softball team. And he just perked right up. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I love, I love softball. <laughs> and he's like, I play. I'm like, you do? That's so crazy. But it's, it's just, you know, one of the things. You don't know what's going to happen when you go into a room. But you've got to adapt to all the different things. And improv certainly gives you the ability or almost superpower to be able to do that, which is cool. Well, and momentum and adaptability go very well together. Yeah. Just keep going yeah. and be adaptable to what you get back from that momentum. Right. Again, going back to the, the quarterback, if he stops and just gets tackled, right. then that's it. But his momentum has to carry him to find a way to scramble and get the play to continue or to be exactly. successful. 
Well, the reason it's important in business, I mean, there are three basic reasons. The, the first is you're going to be more valuable to your employer. Um, someone who's adaptable is open to new ideas and doesn't need to do things just because that's how they've always been done. Mm. They're able to anticipate changes and they don't panic when things don't go according to plan, just like you, you know, in your interview, you know, that could have turned south on you, except you had that moment where you're observant, you listened actively, you built momentum, you said, yes, and you did all those things. Did you get the job? Um, I actually did. Yeah, it was commercial real estate. Um, really? Yeah, I did that for, um, I think it was commission-based. So after like six months, I think I jumped ship just because it was it was yeah. really, I just had no, and I wasn't that into it. I was doing improv at night. And, uh, yeah. I think I ended up leaving that and going to work on a keg truck. So things, my college education <laughs> was being well used. <laughs> Sky's the limit, baby. <laughs> Literally talking to my dad. <laughs> what are you doing now? I'm um, working on a keg truck. Oh, that's <laughs> promising. But I'm driving. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. We get to take one of the kegs home. <laughs> well, the, the second thing that, that from a business perspective that, that uh, makes adaptability a useful uh, skill is you'll be a better leader. People who are adaptable excel as leaders. They earn the respect of their peers, inspire those around them to embrace change and help keep things moving forward, momentum again, even in the most unexpected circumstances. I know that, that you've had, uh, I know I have in the business world, but Second City, you're filled with stories about where momentum and adaptability is really all you've got when you're up there on stage. Yeah, I mean, that's it. That, that's exactly what it is. And, and the thing that makes Second City work, improv work, is that you're cognizant that you're a team. Um, and it's funny because people, even, you know, one of my brothers will be like, Hey, how's the stand up?" And I'm like, again, I don't do, haven't ever <laughs> once I did it in like the nineties. Um, and I have utmost respect for, I stand up and I have tons of friends to do it, but they're ridiculous. Even though they're under the umbrella of improv, I mean, comedy improv is the ultimate team, uh, sport, if you will. You need everybody and everybody needs you. So I think right. you're right. That's that's when you become, you look at a leader uh, when it's somebody that can adapt. And by that, it's like, if they're saying it's my idea and that's it, well, then pe they don't tend to attract people. But leaders that do adapt tend to. Uh, and people right. want to surround themselves with people like that and go with somebody uh, like that, which is right. really cool. Well, and the, the third reason uh, uh, is you'll bounce back more quickly from adversity. My dad always had a sailing is, is don't tell God your plans <laughs> um, because, you know, they, they'll change. Yeah, I, I told you this past weekend, you know, Albert Pujols came back to the St. Louis Cardinals, which is a big yeah. deal being from St. Louis. And we decided for my wife's birthday, we were going to go back and see him and Yadier Molina and Wainwright was pitching. Um, so we took our sons, it was kind of a trip back to our hometown and everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong. Oh. It was just a horrible experience from the world. The plane was late. The hotel wasn't ready. Oh. The game got rained out. Um, and you know, the hotel didn't have any food and their excuse was, well, you know, there's a baseball game today. Yeah, I do. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Did you not expect 50,000 people to show up for that? Yeah, game? right. Exactly. So, 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 you know, the, the point is that we were, I think, prepared enough that even though everything went wrong, 
we had a good time. Good. You know, we laughed and joked and we had dinner and we we just said, you know, it is what it is. And we went and had a drink and we had a beer and it was just turned out to be, I would have much rather seen the game, but it, we were adaptable enough and resilient enough that it wasn't horrible and it wasn't crushing. To no, us. and I think that's that's exactly it. Uh, and and you could look at that and be like, we had the worst weekend ever, or you could just be like, okay, yeah, we're going to adapt, we're going to roll with the with what's happening and and go from there. We, my wife and I went to um, Italy, um, and we were in Rome like three or four days before we went and met these other couples. And a friend of mine, uh, Dave Pasquazi, who's ridiculously talented and, and a friend for years, and one of the better improvisers. I've ever played with. Um, his wife wrote a book, like uh, on uh, couples traveling around Italy, right? And I'm like, this is amazing! And I was so excited. We downloaded the book on like a Kindle or something, and we we're gonna read it on the plane and go to every you know top ten this and top ten that, right? And um, uh, we forgot the Kindle, like at home, and we got to <laughs> Rome, and we literally. You know, it's like going to Chicago and like, well, I guess we'll just go to Kentucky for a chicken. Like we had no idea where to go at all. And right. we just kind of embraced that. And we're like, this is just going to, let's just fall into a restaurant. Let's just go into this one. You know, whatever. We had no idea, no Yelp, no, you know, excuse me, where do you go? And yeah. every <laughs> single one was amazing. It was just the, f- right. and it was kind of fun and exciting because we had to, Find it on our own. And th- I think that really probably made most of the trip as well, just falling into these places and trying different foods. And, and everyone was amazing. So it was kind of fun. And that's why resiliency is so important is that it is a choice you make. It is that I will be brought down by this. I will be waylaid by this. I, I can't overcome this event that just happened. Right. Or you know what? There, there, you know, one of my favorite sayings is the only way over is through. Yeah, nice. You know, just keep going. Just, you know, accept it what it is and then find out a way around it or over it or or just accept just acceptance. And I mean, there there are some really horrible things happen to people in life. And I admire those people who can just keep going, who can yeah. weigh up, you know, how bad things are versus the happiness that they will experience once this thing is over. And I've always admired people like that. Yeah, I agree. That's a great call. That's a great way to put it. Very cool. So that's what we wanted to tell you about today, adaptability and resilience, two important things, very similar, but but another one of the five basic skills of improv that you need to take on board your life and your career and your relationships and your family that are going to enhance your life and, and make you a better person and make you more happy, I believe. I agree. I agree. Two things on that uh, to, to wrap it up. Uh, I do want to de- uh, declare that um, no polar bears were hurt during any of this, uh, any of the stories, <laughs> nobody, nobody were harmed. Uh, so everybody's okay on that one. Mm-hmm. And, and Al gave the, not be too hasty Al gave the shotgun back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other thing is, and, and this is kind of almost back to business is, is that this is what Al and I do. Um, we go around all over the country to businesses mm-hmm. and kind of, uh, tell stories and, and basically demonstrate the idea and concepts of improvisation and how they can really help out your businesses um, with our company, Improbability. So for sure, uh, if you're interested at all, we'd love uh, if you were to reach out, right. uh, ask us questions, email us. Uh, it's all on improv-ability.com. And it's not just stories. We get people up. We yeah. make them play games. We get them people who don't know together to work together. It's uh, 
uh, we have yet to ever do a seminar where they haven't said, will you please come back? And that yeah. was not what we expected. So yeah, it's, it's really just cool. been fantastic. And also, if you have any questions for us, you know, you can reach us at info at improv-ability.com or Al or Pat at, at the same address. And we'd love to hear from you. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Facebook. Uh, like and follow us if you would. Um, and that's it for this week. We'll be back uh, next week. We hope you have a good week. I'm Al Admire. Thanks for listening. I'm Pat Finn. And we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.